This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The outlook driver for Chicago border trade markets is not just war, 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 but also weather, 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 and markets are dealing with two drought perspectives here at home. The current drought monitor showed recent rains had moved from the eastern edge of the drought slightly westward, particularly in the southern plains. Brightness in drought covers 87% of Texas, 53% of Oklahoma, 71% of Kansas, 100% of Colorado, 98% of Nebraska, 73% of South Dakota, and 95% of Montana. A large part of Oklahoma and parts of Texas and Louisiana were inundated with several inches of rain, over six inches in places. However, the more important perspective is whether it's a break in the drought pattern, arguing for continued shrinkage, or just a temporary anomaly. And the CPC's latest drought outlook map says it's the latter, that the drought is likely to persist through summer and even expand. I didn't care for their seasonal drought outlook map as there was a finger of the drought extending from Nebraska up into northwest Iowa. In the latest Nutrient Weather Intelligence report, Eric Snodgrass notes that the biggest change in their outlook occurred in the plains and western Corn Belt, where they expanded the regions for drought. Snodgrass notes it's common for different models to offer conflicting long-term precipitation forecasts, but this year nearly all long-range seasonal forecast models have increased the risk of drought development, and maintenance in the central U.S. Great Basin and interior of the Pacific Northwest. We got a primer on scrambled acreage prospects due to tremendously late planting in North Dakota. Dr. Fred Olson, NDSU Ag Econov professor and crop marketing specialist, told us he's keenly aware of a lot of talk about prevent plant options under crop insurance. He gave a quick rundown on key takeaways. He says there'll be no doubt some prevent plant claims on both corn and spring wheat, but it'll be fairly limited due to the very high prices that still offer profit potential, despite reduced yield prospects for planting late or just switching to short-season varieties. As for switching from corn to spring wheat, he sees that viable for parts of the state, but where most of North Dakota corn is grown, soybeans make more sense than spring wheat. Sunflowers and canola are very attractive alternative crop choices this year, and acreage for those two crops could actually exceed March intentions. The USDA was reportedly backtracking and opening up CRP. Ag Secretary Vilsack has dismissed calls to open up CRP ground early due to soaring grain prices a few months back. Yesterday, USDA said that it would allow conservation reserve participants who are in the final year of their CRP contracts expiring October 1st to request voluntary termination of those contracts following the end of the primary nesting season for fiscal year 2022 and not have to pay back any rental payments. Producers who request it will be able to hay or graze their CRP ground, then prepare the ground for seeding to winter wheat before October 1st for better establishment. This impacts 1.7 million acres. My son Matthew traveled back to Brazil the previous week. He got there in time for the cold front that hit much of Brazil's growing regions. He left 75-degree weather in Iowa for 40-degree weather in Minas Gerais. Temperatures dropped into the mid-30s in southern Brazil, creating a risk of frost damage. Some of the corn areas narrowly escaped frost. The cold front was unusual as it took place earlier than normal. Last year, they had frost damage in July. China reportedly eliminated some phytosanitary hurdles on importing corn from Brazil. 
Second, corn crop production estimates are zeroing in between 80 and 87 million metric tons. Our estimate is closer to 81 to 82 million. Soybean prices have been inching closer to $18.90 a bushel at Brazilian ports. The Brazilian reel has been strengthening, trading at 4.79 recently. This makes Brazilian soybeans less competitive on the export market as they become more expensive compared to U.S. soybeans. That is confirmed by additional Chinese soybean purchases here. Brazil has already exported nearly half of their expected 77 million metric ton for this season. The coffee harvest began last week on the family farm. It's a long and tedious process that requires both mechanical and manual harvest. Conab released their coffee production estimates showing an additional reduction of over 4% at 53.4 million bags. That will still represent an increase of 12% over last season, which was greatly hampered by the late season frost. So far this season, the coffee crop, which was also at risk of frost, has managed to sneak by unscathed. Minas Gerais, where their coffee farm is located, is the Mato Grosso of a Brazilian coffee production. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.